This episode is sponsored by Winzora, a new first-in-class water-based cream formulation of calcipotriene and beta-methazone dipropionate. Winzora is non-greasy, is rapidly absorbed, and designed to be easy for your patients to use. Learn more about what makes Winzora unique by visiting winzora.com. You're listening to the Derms and Conditions Podcast. Welcome to Derms and Conditions. Uh, I'm Dr. Jim Dorasso here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, and today I'm flying solo, uh, which is not so bad because I'm, uh, I'm okay with hanging around with myself, uh, to discuss a topic that I think is important to all of us. We're going to be talking about plaque psoriasis and specifically looking at topical therapy and to discuss a, a new product formulation and why it might be clinically relevant to you uh, in practice. So when we look at psoriasis, plaque psoriasis, we obviously have a lot of new advances in plaque psoriasis with a biologic agents and even uh, a systemic agent, an oral uh, PD4 inhibitor, uh, a premolast. And so we see patients that we face that we often will utilize those agents. But many of the patients that we see have localized uh, involvement with psoriasis, a limited body surface area of involvement, where we're treating them initially with only topical therapy. And even those patients that have more extensive disease, topical therapy comes into play because even with the best agents we have, patients will carry some persistent plaques that we treat with topical therapy. So when we look at the topical management of, of plaque psoriasis, you know, many of the patients that we treat, and the majority of them, are going to utilize the topical therapy because they have some persistent plaques, either, either because they have a treatment for widespread disease with some systemic therapy, but they still don't have complete clearance, or they're patients that have limited disease from the outset and they stay that way, which is quite frankly the majority of the patients that we see. So topical therapy, we all know this, is a mainstay of treatment. So when we look at the agents that we have in our toolbox, we have a broad selection of topical corticosteroids, and we're often using from higher up on the ladder, where it's a, a, a higher potency of corticosteroid that we use to get the kind of effect that we typically need on plaque psoriasis, except in certain body locations where we may be utilizing a lower potency topical corticosteroid. And we have a limited selection of non-steroidal agents. We have calcipatrine and tazarotene. I'm going to focus some on calcipatrine today because we will be talking about a new product formulation uh, that I want to uh, go over with you uh, that was recently FDA approved. So when we look at uh, calcipatrine as a standalone, what is it actually bringing to the table in psoriasis? we have to recognize what it's contributing, which is different in many ways in terms of its mechanism of action and what it brings in the table as compared to a topical corticosteroid. So calcibutrine, as I'm sure most of you are aware, if not all of you, it's a vitamin D analog, and it does many things. It interferes with proliferation of keratinocytes and differentiation of the epidermis, and mechanistically, Part of that has to do with trying to improve or, or sustain the integrity of the stratum corneum by 
promoting the formation of the cornified envelope around the keratinocytes and promoting the increased expression of different proteins, involucrin, which has to do with the structure, and transglutaminase, which has to do with the structural and functional integrity of the stratum corneum. And those corrections are important in the management of psoriasis. There are also anti-inflammatory effects, inhibiting interleukin-2 and interleukin-6, interferon gamma, and also inhibiting some T-cell activity with cytotoxic T-cells and natural killer cells. Also, when we utilize calcipatrine with a topical corticosteroid, we combat some of the epidermal atrophy that topical corticosteroids can cause, and we all recognize that we're limited in the duration of how long we can use topical corticosteroids because of different side effects that we get, such as atrophy. That doesn't typically happen in the short term, but with repeated use and prolonged use, especially continuous use, we we certainly see atrophy in some cases, and we don't want to get that in our patients. One of the things that's important about calcipatrine is it's unstable in an acid pH. So if you're applying something else like salicylic acid, or even if you're applying some topical corticosteroids that require an acid pH for their stability in their vehicle, you can get degradation of calcipatrine. So that's an important thing to consider. This episode is sponsored by Winzora. One of the best things about Winzora is how easy it is for your patients to access. $35 for all commercially insured patients. Learn more about what makes Winzora unique by visiting winzora.com. So that brings us to the next subject in hand. When we look at combinations of agents, and the one that has been most commonly used over the years has been beta-methasone dipropionate in combination with calcipatrine in the same formulation. We've had that for quite some time in both branded and generic formulations, uh, ointment. There's also a branded suspension formulation, and that has gone under the name of Taclinex. So those have been available for quite some time. So what I want to bring to the table today is to talk about a new formulation, which is actually a cream formulation of calcipatrine in combination with beta-methasone dipropionate in the same concentrations as were available in those other formulations. There's 0.005, doesn't take a lot of the calcipatrine, 0.005% calcipatrine, and 0.064% of the beta-methasone dipropionate. And we've had these for the topical treatment of plaque psoriasis for some time. They're applied once a day, uh, and they're typically used to get the patient under control, hopefully, and certainly more quickly than what we see with a non-steroidal agent alone, at least with calcipatrine, uh, which we're talking about today. So what's different now? Well, if we think about the formulations that we've had with calcipatrine, when we had calcipatrine as a standalone, which was under the brand name of Dovinex in an ointment vehicle, we saw the efficacy of that and the utility of that based on some of the uh, factors I mentioned with calcipatrine earlier. But when there was a cream formulation that became available, even as a brand, anecdotally, and we saw out there that 
clinicians, many clinicians, and I saw this myself, didn't feel that it had the same efficacy as the ointment. So it fell somewhat by the wayside in terms of the efficacy consideration. But patients, many of them, like a cream formulation better uh, than an ointment formulation. And sometimes these formulations had some irritation associated with them. So why is there a discussion about the new cream formulation of calcipatrine beta-methazone dipropionate? And that was recently approved as Winzora cream. It is FDA approved for the topical treatment of plaque psoriasis in adults. That's 18 years of age and older. And the labeling states you could use it once a day to the affected areas with the plaque psoriasis for up to eight weeks. And at your discretion, you discontinue it Uh, when achievement is controlled, if it's earlier than the eight weeks. And then at that point, uh, it's expected with these agents that you're going to give them some degree of a break before you might reinstitute therapy if patients have some persistence of lesions. A standard labeling with many of these agents and with the new uh, cream formulation is to avoid use on the face, groin, and axilla because it wasn't studied in those particular areas, and it does contain that higher potency topical corticosteroid, the beta-methazone dipropionate, and not to exceed 100 grams a week. So that's standard uh, with that particular class of topical corticosteroid. There are no contraindications in the labeling, and I think that's important to recognize, but there are some warnings that the class labeling with calcipatrine that we often don't think much about because we don't typically see problems in clinical practice, and that's hypercalcemia and hypercalceria, but that does appear in the labeling. What is different about this particular formulation? Because you could be saying, hey, Jim, we've had beta-methazone dipropionate with calcipatrine in combination formulations for some time, and we've had also standalone calcipatrine. So why are you uh, even talking about this? Well, there are some differences with this new cream formulation, which is under the brand name of Winzora. And I think a very important part of the discussion is how it's formulated. Okay. Calcipatrine is not an easy compound to formulate, and it's even more difficult when you put it in combination with a topical corticosteroid. And this particular branded cream formulation utilizes what's called PAD technology, which stands for polyaphron dispersion. And what's unique about this? Well, what they have to do to get these two individual active ingredients into a stable oil and water formulation, because remember, a cream is oil droplets in water, okay? You can have water droplets in oil. That's often going to be used, let's say, in a lotion formulation, but you have the difficulty that the outer phase is oil, and it tends to be more greasy and more sticky and not as uh, uh, patient-friendly where the patient's going to like the formulation. Some of them do, but creams are preferred by more patients. So what they do in this particular formulation is they take the calcipatrine, which requires an alkaline pH, and they take the beta-methazone dipropionate, which requires an acid pH, and they compartmentalize them in what are called micelles. And what these micelles do is they're a surfactant that is added that then compartmentalize each of those active ingredients so they're separated from each other. 
And then they're dispersed in a colloidal suspension, which is the entire product formulation. And the way they formulate this, that's different. And to some degree, this is the secret sauce of the formulation that the company is not going to necessarily tell you about because they have this patented uh, formulation that is unique that allows for a greater delivery of those accurate ingredients into the skin that actually leads to greater efficacy, which I'll get to in a moment, but also creates the stability so the product remains stable in its packaging. And what that does is it incorporates this outer robust shell around the micelle that is unique to this pad technology. And within that, in order to have that active ingredient be uh, consistent with a water phase, because this is a water phase, it's a cream, it's, it's in the water phase predominantly, the outer tail is hydrophilic and the inner head is hydrophobic. And then within that, you have the active ingredient. So to make a long story short, they have these individual compartmentalized uh, you kind of circular micelles that sit within the formulation that separately house the calcipatrine and the metamethasone dipropionate. And this is the first time with this particular technology, they've been able to get metamethasone dipropionate and calcipatrine into a cream. What that correlated with in the clinical studies, and I don't want to, I don't want to beta uh, data brow anyone with all the data uh, from the uh, clinical trials, but the patient acceptance was higher with a comparator, which happened to be the branded betamethasone dipropionate calcipatrine uh, suspension. So that was also used in the eight-week trials. Uh, and there was greater patient acceptability and greater response of the DLQI, the Dermatology Live Quality Index, in the patients that used the branded cream formulation, the Munzora cream, than the branded uh, suspension formulation, which was the Taclinex suspension. And we believe it's this cream formulation and this technology that allows for the use of less surfactants. So in order to get those micelles, which you need surfactants, which are detergents that basically allow the compartmentalization of those active ingredients in those micelles, lesser surfactants leads to greater tolerability because surfactants can lead to irritation. They're detergents. So they can help the formulation being developed, but they create more irritation on the skin. But this technology also allowed for greater delivery of the active ingredients. And actually with pad technology, it's not only been looked at with this particular combination of active ingredients, but it's been looked at also with cyclosporin in eye drops. It's been looked at with tacrolimus compared to the standard formulations, and there was a greater delivery of the active ingredient. And the formulators with that technology have the capability of doing that. So it's bringing two things to the table. It's allowing the stability with uh, more favorable tolerability or excellent tolerability with the formulation, but it's also allowing excellent penetration of the active ingredients in the skin. So let's sum up with what was actually 
the results in the clinical studies. And once again, I recognize that betamethasone dipropionate and calcipatrine uh, as combination formulation is something you're very familiar with. So what is different based on the clinical trials with this cream formulation, this branded cream formulation, which is under the brand name of Winzora, is when you look at the physician global assessment success. And the studies were done over eight weeks where the patients were seen at baseline. They had to meet all the inclusion criteria. They had to be at least 18 years of age. They had to have psoriasis for at least six months. Uh, The mean duration was 15 to 17 years. 80% of them were rated as moderate. The mean BSA was about 7 to 8%. So you can get an image of what the psoriasis patient was that was entering into uh, the study. So it's pretty standard as a topical therapy study, but what was a little bit different is they included the active comparator, the Taclinex suspension, compared to the Winsora cream and certainly compared to the vehicle. And so there were uh, over 300 patients in both the actives and a little over 115 patients with the vehicle cream, and they were treated daily for eight weeks actively, and then two weeks after they stopped. So they, uh, all the subjects got eight weeks of active treatment once a day with whatever group they were in, and everybody was blinded, right? The investigators were certainly blinded because they didn't know what they were getting, whether they were getting a cream or that suspension formulation. So to make a long story short, to reach success in the study, the primary endpoint was they had to get to clear or almost clear with at least a two-grade improvement from baseline to week eight. And by week four, there was a two-fold greater separation of that success in the Winsora cream group as compared to the Taclinex suspension group. And by the end of the study, it was uh, just shy of 40% reaching that primary endpoint with the Winsora cream and just shy of 25%, 22.8% with the Taclinex suspension. So there was greater achievement of treatment success or endpoint success with that branded cream formulation as compared to that active comparator. So that is a differentiation that they were able to show in a a pivotal trial. Also reaching PASI 75 did the same. By week four, there was a significant separation as compared in in the cream as compared to the suspension and certainly significantly better than the vehicle. Now, in this study, they also evaluated two other things. Itch reduction was evaluated and is included in the labeling, and that was based on utilizing the standard numeric rating scale, where to be considered clinically meaningful, they had to have at least a four-point improvement. And at every time point, at two weeks, four weeks, and eight weeks, the branded cream formulation once a day outperformed the branded suspension formulation. As early as week two, it was more than twofold greater in the percentage of patients that achieved that that meaningful itch reduction. It was 44%, which is close to one out of two, and about 20.7 or to about 21%, which is about one out of five with the suspension. So the cream outperformed as early as week two, and throughout the study, achieved that separation. By week eight, it was about two-thirds of the patients getting the active cream had at least a four-point itch reduction versus about one out of five uh, with the suspension formulation 
at week eight, which was the study endpoint for active application. So that was another distinction. That uh, So what we're looking at is this formulation, at least based on these studies, brings to the table a cream formulation that, based on the patient outcomes, was very favorable. The patients evaluated this formulation, and it was superior in terms of acceptance over the suspension in the parameters that were looked at, convenience scores, ease of application, etc. I don't want to belabor that, but the patients liked it better. And also, the itch reduction is something that we don't typically see in the pivotal trials, and we see a differentiation in terms of efficacy. So I think that summarizes what is different about this particular branded formulation of the beta-methazone dipropionate calcitriene cream as compared to previously what we had. Uh, and it may be something that you find is helpful in your toolbox because of these features that I mentioned. So I do want to thank everyone for participating. Uh, I realize listening to Jim Del Rosso alone, I know I'm tired of listening to myself right now. Um, so I'll sign off so I can spare you uh, listening to me any further. But hopefully I did bring something meaningful to the table. I was remiss in mentioning that the safety profile was highly favorable. There weren't any significant safety signals. And 1% of the patients in, the, in that cream formula, with that cream formulation, did develop application site reactions. So it's not zero, but it is uh, very low. Thank you for listening to this episode of Derms and Conditions. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcasts at fred.health. And most importantly, if you like this episode, subscribe to the Derms and Conditions podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Thanks for joining us. Winzora and EPI Health, thank you for joining this week's episode. To learn more about Winzora, visit www.winzora.com for important safety information and learn more about what makes Winzora unique.